Welcome to the Braemar Life Skills Academy podcast. The world is changing faster than ever, and the world of education is too. Advances in psychology, biology, and a whole range of other fields have opened up new lines of thought about the purpose of school and how it can best serve a new generation of students. Join me on the Braemar Life Skills Academy podcast every week to explore these new ideas. In last week's episode, I had the pleasure of speaking to Mr. Garson Carroll. In today's episode, I'm speaking with three Braemar students. Pedro, Mark, and Yash are all dedicated athletes whose journey to physical fitness has seen them transform in more ways than simply physically. Welcome back to another episode of the Braemar Life Skills Academy. My name's Mike. I'm here in downtown Toronto at the Sound Studio at Braemar College, and I'm I'm just very proud today to be joined by three of our Braemar students, uh, past and present, each of whom is going to be talking to us today about their journey and transformation as athletes and in the world of physical fitness. I'm not going to say too much more because they can talk for themselves. I'm going to toss over to my friend Pedro to get us started. Pedro, tell us all about yourself and especially, you know, what, what has sport and fitness meant to you and, and how has that factored into your experience here at Braemar? Hello, Mike. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, first, for my first uh, podcast. And yeah, I'm uh, always born in Brazil, Sao Paulo. Uh, I'm currently here in Toronto a little bit more than a year and a half. Um, yeah, I think I, I would say that I'm one of the, the longest in term here in Bremer, one of the longest students. I've been here since grade 10 and I'm grade 12 student. So yeah, I've been here for like a year and a half, a little bit more. So we barely can see students like that mm -hmm. stay here for this long, long term. And um, yeah, uh, I mean, as I was born in a soccer country, I was influenced by the sport since I was little, like so since I was a boy, like seven, five years old, I was playing already. Um, yeah, then I joined um, to the Academy of Santos, which is a very famous team, which Pele, uh, Neymar played. So I played in Academy of Santos when I was like eight, nine, 10, 11, and then I dropped out. That was one of the, my biggest mistakes that I ever mm. did. But um, I was influenced by soccer and uh, this is the sport that I love the most. Yeah, I mean, uh, we, we've had the pleasure of having a number of Brazilian students here at Braemar, and you guys have hung out with them, played football, and, and uh, you know enjoyed time with one another. But I haven't met one who wasn't exceptional at football, right? I haven't met a single Brazilian who, who didn't love football and who wasn't very, very highly skilled. Are you even allowed not to play football growing up in Brazil? Nah, yeah. it's a big influence. <laughs> yeah, Every yeah. single person has their own team. I played, I played on my rival team. The, the, the team that I love, I didn't play, but I played the rival, many teams there. And Your team is each, each Palmeiras, of, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And each of my friends, they have a single team. So we are like always like talking to each other. Hey, yeah. your, your team is not good. Just messing. Of course. Because we have a lot of teams and a big influence. Yeah. 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 I came up doing much the, the same thing with basketball. And, and it's a cool way to sort of like socialize. Like it, it's a real social glue. We're going to come back and talk mm -hmm. about some of the benefits outside of physical fitness of like what being involved in sports does for you. But we want to introduce our other two companions here today. Mark Meshroff, welcome to the show. Tell us all about yourself and especially your relationship with physical fitness and sport. Well, first off, thank you for inviting me for this podcast. Um, uh, my name is Mark. I'm from India. Uh, I grew up in Zambia, though. Uh, I, far I first started track when I was probably six years old. Uh, it was basically in a grade school event. And um, I don't know, I think I won most of the races. And my mom kind of pushed me from there. 
and I was then I grew up I was very mischievous so my dad what was <laughs> well yeah, okay. yeah based just, on a uh, couple conversations with teachers and uh, yeah. seeing you at a couple student clubs I can say that's still a present tense mischief yeah. if you will okay. so I just couldn't sit in one place or anything mm-hmm. so I think that really bugged my parents off so they sent me to India to study from Zambia and I was I grew up with my grandma for a while then my grandma couldn't take it so I was sent to a boarding school from grade four and I was in boarding school uh, for like I don't know until grade 10 and then I was here in Braemar so I think it was really the the, the quarantine period where I came back home and uh, it was still the same case, I think. I couldn't be there, they couldn't take me. And I saw that the track app opportunities for Canada was huge. So I applied for a club, it's called Phoenix. And um, over there, I think they made like five or six Olympians already. Wow. Uh, two of them who, who got medals. So, I mean, it was a huge pressure for me to join, so. I joined and it was the opposite. They loved me. So I think Aaron Brown was like, was trained with my coach for, I don't know, four or five years. So again, you know, pretty high level athletics yeah. after after quite a journey. Yeah. You, you've, you've gone through a number of stages yeah. to get here. And I, I want to make sure that we take some time and sort of put a pin in, in what how achievement and how, in some cases, you talked about winning races mm-hmm. has been a big, big motivator, but then how that has evolved into, I think, a, a young guy who I've seen become a really solid, confident, reliable, um, friendly person. And I, I think that your experiences in track have, have really played a role in, in that that transformation and that growth. Yep. So promise me we're going to come back and we're going to talk about yep. how that's, that's changing your life. But again, we got another guest on board with us today. Uh, I know him as Yash. He's going to introduce himself. Dulana. Yeah. Uh, so my name is Dulana and I would like to call everyone me like Yash. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was born in Sri Lanka. I'm Sri Lankan and also a Canadian now because my parents here and I play rugby. I used to play cricket. Division one cricket in Sri Lanka, and I'm a division one cricket player in Sri Lanka back in Sri Lanka. And, but, uh, and then I after I come here, I change to play rugby, because um, I love this sport. I love the rugby culture. We have a culture there, and I love that. And yeah, I play two teams in Toronto. Inner City Rugby Foundation is one of them, and it's like a foundation team. We play for the fundraising stuffs and I also play for the Toronto Nomads it's another team that I'm playing in this uh, summer uh, and I also play the Humberside Huskies it's my school team yeah uh, as you see Huskies athletics yeah yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah so it's it's a lot of fun it's been I I moved here when I was 15 years old now I'm 17 years old and 2021. April 1st, so it's been like exactly two years and five days for today. And yeah, I came to Bremer and I met Mr. Halsby, like one of the greatest people, per- I, people I ever met in my I life. You, no. would have, you would have thrived no matter who <laughs> came into your life. Uh, and Miss Buis, 
And I really appreciate this human being, Mr. Olson. Yeah. He's a great person that I met in my life. I'm glad that I met him in my life because he put me into the lifting. Mm. I was fat. I was fat. I'm not, I'm not shy to say that I was fat. I was fat. 40% body fat percentage when I start with 240 pounds weight. Yep. So exactly a year and two months ago, I was 240 pounds weight. And right now, I'm proud to say I'm at 15, 14, 15% body fat percentage and 190 pounds of weight. I went through a let's lot like, of let's, sweat. Let's just linger on those, those numbers for a second because that, that's the type of like lifetime achievement that a lot of people literally spend like a decade yeah. attempting to achieve. And, it, and it's, it was the inspiration for this episode, having talked to you a couple weeks ago, and you walked into my office and just seeing you blew my mind. Like the amount of knowledge and discipline and self-belief that you have brought to your physical fitness practice as a 17-year-old is staggering and th those numbers 240 pounds as a as a 16 year old as a 16 year old when i get into 16 and, and now as a 17 year old down I'm from 40 body fat to 15 15 to 14 14 body fat and from 240 pounds down to 190 190 195 at the day time it's, it's crazy it's crazy it's 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 the definition of a physical transformation and yeah. it You, you were, you were a real light at our school when I remember like the, the trips that we've taken together and, and the, the times that we've spent in class talking to Miss Boyce with yourself, talking to Mr. Olson with, with yourself. And you were always a, a charismatic, positive guy. And I'm interested in how much that played a role in your ability to practice this kind of discipline and this type of transformative living. But I, I, I don't want to say anything more because that's going to be the focus uh, of this episode. But for each of you, you're here because your teachers, myself, and, and your peers have witnessed a remarkable and, and in, I think compared to most people, a very fast transformation in your lives. And it's shown up physically, but that physical transformation has also shown up in terms of personality. And, and Yash, I'm happy to say that you've remained the same charismatic, positive light uh, with every room that you walk into. And, and let, let's talk a little bit more later in this episode about how that kind of attitude informs your training. I have one, one, one thing left to say sure. at the beginning. I bet you, you will see me another 25 years later and you'll see the exact same thing. I've remained the same. Yeah. Promise? Yeah, I promise. All right. 25 year, years from now, you're going to get a knock on the door. I'm going to hold you to it. Yep. Uh, I do want to give a really quick shout out to Mr. James Olson. Uh, he featured in the very first BLSA podcast we ever did. He remains a source of knowledge and inspiration for me. He's a man who takes, um, I think, his, his physical self and his physical life very seriously, and he approaches it with creativity and, and um, real intent. I, I know he's played a role. Uh, in Pedro's life, Mark, you, you've had a class with yep. Mr. Olson. You've received the same type of training from him. And Yash, you just you just said the same. So wherever he is right now, Mr. Olson, we appreciate you and we respect you. Um, motivation is, I think, the primary thing that is that that is sort of the the cornerstone of uh, any sort of physical practice. We we need to have, I think, what are often called both push and pull motivations. So something that, that kind of gives us a kick in the butt and maybe something that we're, we're scared of or we want to get away from, and then something that we, we look forward to and we chase and we're inspired by. So we call that push and pull motivation. I want to ask each one of you, and I'm going to return to Pedro first, 
Do you remember or do you, do you have any distinct image in your mind of, of what really pushes you forward, stuff that you wanted to avoid or, or felt that mm-hmm. um, that's not for me, I'm moving forward? And then what, you know, what are those goals? What were you moving forward towards? Yeah, I mean, uh, when I used to play soccer a lot, um, I was like the shortest guy, also uh, the skinniest guy playing and seeing like other people having muscles. And when we were playing like with body, I was losing, uh, getting a lot of fouls in soccer. And then uh, this motivates me and also uh, my my physique, because I didn't have like a good physique. I was very skinny and then uh, it motivates me to put a little bit of muscles on and uh, improving my performance on whatever sports that I play because I'm a person that loves every single sport and I'm a very competitive guy as much as Mr. Halsby is. I've seen it, yeah. He's, he's, you, you too. Yeah. And then, and then yeah, it's, my motivation is, is improving in sports and also having a very good healthy life because I used to be also a person that I have a sickness in terms of healthy and now uh, I don't have it anymore. Mm. And I drink a lot of water, I have a good meal. I just having a very good healthy life. I don't need to be like a very good bodybuilder or like very good uh, muscle guy, but uh, I'm keeping on health, having a healthy life, eating the, the, the right food, uh, drinking water and uh, do some exercises. And uh, yeah, improving my healthy and, and improving my, yeah. all my, sports you found a few different approaches to health too it hasn't just been playing sports and exercising mm-hmm. for you like you've really changed yeah. as you just alluded to the way that you eat the way that you sleep and also my mindset yeah. and it's also like a way to uh overcome some situations that happens yeah talk about that uh i mean uh, troubles with friends um going to the gym or doing things that you like or sports or playing soccer or even going to the weight in those room uh it really helps you to forget things or even overcome situations yeah yeah, yeah for, it's, for a lot of people it's, um the it weight could, room or the or the sporting arena is a place of of safety yeah yeah because right? there's a lot of people that spend so much time playing video games avoiding like depression and stuff yeah. but uh the way that i chose to live my life is i think is doing sports it's been a while since i like, don't play games mm-hmm. i'm just trying to just go to the field play some sports or doing some exercises it's the type of things that uh, makes me so happy yeah yeah mark I'm, same same kind yeah. of question you're another guy who spends an awful lot of time training and we've seen the results um i'm, I'm very very proud and pleased to say that um well actually i'm gonna let you say it what was your um fastest time in the 100 meter this year um last year i closed the season with 11.7 seconds was not happy about it, but mm-hmm. um, I dropped half a second. So I went from 12.26 to 11.74. Mm, yeah, my coach was really impressed, and yeah. my team was impressed. And this year? Yeah, this was uh, 2022. Okay. Yeah, so this year I was in the indoor season for the 60. My first race was 7.47, and my last race was 7.28. But I popped a hamstring Ooh. in the last 20 meters or so. So I ran that race with one leg. Wow. So, so. like, I'm, I'm not an expert by any means when it comes mm. to track. Um, but I know that dropping half a second off, yeah. of, off of your already very fast time mm-hmm. takes an enormous amount of dedication and, and practice and technique. Um, and you've really, you've really taken to this, right? This has become, I think, a really central part of your life. Yeah. Talk about the motivations there. What, what, what pushes you and what pulls you? when it comes to improving yourself as a track athlete? 
I don't know. Um, there's like many factors, right? But one I would like to emphasize is probably just identity of who I am. Because like, I don't know, like, uh, I can't, I don't know. Track is like, man, it's hard to describe, right? It's something I love and something I hate at the same time. Because mm. like when the workout is too hard, you don't want to do it. Yeah. You show up to training and coach gives you an, an enormous workout and you're like, oh man, you should have stayed home. <laughs> so, yeah, like, but what motivates you is like, for me, I live for the moment, you know, I, I love competition. Uh, so, competing and people watching me compete is something that I really look forward to. So, my, my whole goal is like, on the day of the competition, you show up your best, you know, like you show up, uh, you just show up, first thing you're showing up and then you come in and you try your best. Yeah. The results, yeah, they do differ. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Again, you learn from your wins and losses. So, it's funny how so yeah. often sport is a metaphor for life. Like it kind of acts as sort of practice for the big things that we do in this life, whether it's our relationships mm. or our profession or you know what we mean to this world. Um, you said it. Step one is show up. Yeah. Right. And it takes bravery and vulnerability to oh. to stand on a line in a competition with a whole bunch of people watching you, or to stand on a field with a team and, and a whole bunch of people watching you and maybe a trophy on the line or a prize on the line of some sort and say to the world, this is me, right? This is me. Honestly, this is me at my best. Here are my weaknesses, mm. right? Let's go. Let, let, let's put ourselves to the challenge. And the ability to do that in sport translates, I think, to our ability to do that in life, right? To show up, to show up for the job interview, right? To show up for the person and the friend in our life who's hurting right now, right? Um, yeah. I think that we also, I mean, as we all know, we all love sports. Yeah. So I think one thing we all can agree is in sport or training, we learn that it takes time, right? It doesn't show up. You go out to training two months and you're not going to see results. It's, it's, you learn, you learn patience and you learn, uh, so I don't know, you just, it's a humbling experience yeah. for most people. Like you might, be the fastest in your school or class you show up to a race and you might be dead last so and i think sport really teaches you to respect people mm. you know and also sport teaches you discipline yeah mm. I mean, you, you've said a ton and i want to dig yeah. into each part of it i'm fascinated by the idea that some of the things that are most important to us are also sometimes things that we hate yeah right i remember that in basketball like exactly as you said you show yeah. up for the workout mm -hmm. and you're like oh i should have stayed in bed mm -hmm. um but the patience the humility um arriving for the moment and mm -hmm. loving the moment of competition these are all well worth talking about but i see yash eager to jump in um, as always because you, you you two share quite a lot in common in terms of the last couple of years of your life and the journey you've been on so yash hop in what did you think first of all the reason that i got this the reason that i took steps into the um this fitness change it was as i told you before I w one day I went to in front of the mirror and then I see myself through the mirror and then I was like, no, this is not me. Mm -hmm. This should not be me. Mm -hmm. If I keep living this life another time period, like another 10, 12 years, it's, it's just going to be sucks. 
just going to be failed i was tired of myself yeah i was looking at myself i don't like myself as per physically and mentally as well so i start to take that point that you make the decision to change your life as i told you in, when we had our conversation before i'm i'm going to bring that point some people make the decision at the age of 17 15 14 and some people take that decision of change in their life at the age of 40 mm-hmm. sooner you get the decision the sooner you win the life and in physically wise and mentally wise no matter which way it is if you want to win your life you want to get some point get to some point that you feel successful you got to make the change you got to make yourself a person that you like first if you don't like yourself no one likes you mm. it's powerful it's if you don't like yourself no one likes you do not uh, we're teenagers we're talking to teenagers in bremer it's mostly like 18 17 16 15 14s i am talking to these teenagers and i'm saying this to you do not accept a boy or a girl to like you if you don't like yourself wow mm. if you don't like yourself if you don't like yourself make yourself like you first and then go for it mm. and you will you will get that no matter how hard it is you will get that if you like yourself and as mark said i, I wrote few notes from mark's speech i which is i love their thing live for the moment i'm a person who live in the moment that's what makes you the happiest do not think about past it's already went away and it's already faded do not think about the mistakes you made in the past and do not think about the future like too long too hard yes you need to think about your future i understand that but do not take future as a thing to make you worry make you like sad in the present mm. live in this moment if you want to have a better future absolutely yeah i think yeah. you're you're in a long tradition of very wise people who've said who've insisted that we return our attention to the moment yep. into the present that yeah yeah that's where life is happening exactly right? we live in this moment enjoy the moment first yeah. mm. if you want to enjoy your life you got to enjoy the moment yeah pedro yeah i mean as mark said like it takes time to the results to come and then Yeah, like it's consistency is key because there's a lot of people that there's some people that they have results very quick, but there's a lot of people as me like it takes time to the results to come. So, yeah, just just don't give up and keep your consistency because one time you're going to see your results. Yeah. Because as we can see Yash, he's a uh, he's he's here to tell you guys. Capital R results. Yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> Mr. That was results. a quick result to it be was. honest. Yeah. But he, I think he worked very hard. Yeah. I work very hard. And, yeah. But there's a lot of people that they work work work, they don't see results, but then they give up. I think I think it's not right. It's they, an important point. Do not give keep, up. Yeah, they should keep the cons- consistency. There's yeah. we're we're going to talk in just a moment about the techniques that each of you has used to grow as, as physical selves and as intellectual, emotional and social selves as well. Um but I do, I I was struck by the connection between something Mark said about you can be the best 
in your school or in your friend group, and then you can show up to a competition mm-hmm. and come in eighth, mm-hmm. right? You, exactly. you can show up, come in last. And Dulana you, or Yash, you were talking about winning, right? Like you got to win the, this life. It strikes me that those two things uh, have quite a lot of overlap, that just like in competition, I think there's a way to win today, right? There's a way to win in this moment, and that's by bringing attention to it. That's by treating yourself right. That's by finding ways to love yourself and in doing so to bring that that positivity to the world but you got to wake up tomorrow and and win again exactly right you could show up you could be winning right now in your in your little life in your in your home and then you could show up to the big show whatever that is in in your life whether it's you know the the that important romantic partnership or that career move or the the big decision to, to travel somewhere or move somewhere and like showing up to that competition and it's another chance to experience who you really are and, and to win or to lose. So it's I, I, I want to sort of ward off the idea that there is any objective winning in this life. I don't think anyone like if, if you have a billion dollars and 20 houses and a six pack and, you know, all, all that stuff that might be winning for you. For others, it's not right. But. Building that that sort of identity, as we've alluded to, and your own definition of what it means to win the present moment, I think that's something that everybody can shoot for and that you guys have a lot of wisdom to share about. Let's get into that. I'm going to jump back to Mark for a second, and then maybe we'll go Pedro and Yash. Um, the biggest barrier to entry for fitness and physical health for most people, I'd say, is knowledge. Just not knowing where to go, who to talk to, what to do, how to supplement, nutrition, sleep, exercise routines, etc. It can be a bit um, intimidating if you're starting from zero, right? So let's give the people at home who may be thinking about either making a change in their life or continuing on that path uh, a bit of knowledge. Okay, let's break down that barrier to entry. Mark, talk us through your, your training regimen. What, what, what does your lifestyle look like, and how does that uh, result in improvements physically? Well, um, my, my training is basically I train on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. I hate Saturdays because mm. we have to run up a hill. <laughs> uh, if you know what I mean, I do. it hurts. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just I work out three times a week, and then I go to the gym when I have to or when... I have the urge to go because I don't really have to go. But like when my coach said that you need to put some meat on your bones, it really struck me. Mm. If he's, I didn't like that. So I, I went to the gym and I sent him pictures. So yeah, it's pretty much, there's no stress. There's no pressure, right? But I feel like the people you surround yourself with are really, uh, they play a huge role in who, how your training goes yeah. and how you reach your goals. because. I feel like if you hang out with people who usually go to the gym, you're going to end up going to the gym even if you don't want to go to the gym. But if you end up having friends who don't go to the gym, right? They don't know anything about fitness. Okay. You're probably going to go out and have dinner or lunch or and you know and yeah, like it's just different. Yeah. So yeah, I think you need to mm. find people whose values are aligned yeah. with yours, right? Whose motivations mm. are the same. We talk a lot about um, toxicity in relationships and, and what that, I think, looks like most of the time is just people who aren't really thinking about you 
right? And when you tell them I've had success, they almost feel like that's a challenge to them rather than a, a member of the team doing well. Yeah. So it's really good advice I wasn't necessarily looking for when I asked for technique, but surrounding yourself with people who are of similar values and who are going to continue to motivate yeah. you and celebrate your achievements. I know your coach has meant a lot to you as well, hasn't he? Yeah, I'd also like add like when you uh, you know talk about our achievements to normal regular society, we're bragging. Mm -hmm. Or they might think we're being egotistical. They call it toxic masculinity and stuff like that. But mm. they don't really know that we worked so hard to get here that we talk about it, right? If we, if I share my experiences with winners like you guys, you guys would understand, right? You, you, you guys would say, okay, he's not egotistical. There's nothing. He's just sharing what he did. But the same thing you go to regular people and tell them, I wouldn't say that they get uh, jealous, but they just get intimidated because they because they feel like you're on a different playing field. Yeah. So I wonder if there there are definitely ways that we can talk to people about this stuff yeah. that are um, more open, yeah. more, again, more humble, more, more vulnerable. And then I, I know we've all experienced someone in our lives or perhaps yeah. even ourselves at times when there is genuinely an ego in, behind it and, mm. and there is some toxicity there. But... Uh, you make a good point that we need to be aware of, of that dynamic. And, surround ourselves yeah, with, yeah. That, yeah, that success can be motivating when expressed correctly, yeah. I think. Pedro, same kind of question. Mm -hmm. you, I, you've taken your fitness very, very seriously and have, I see you on the pitch, I see you on the basketball court weekly, weekly improvements, right? Like, like just a really steady, exactly. um, reliable uh, yeah. uh, rate of improvement. How have you accomplished that? Yeah, I mean, as you said, one of the biggest barriers in the... Um, going to the fitness life it's not not even having knowledge if you don't have knowledge you're afraid to do it it's also right because uh it can be dangerous if you if you're lifting if you don't know it and uh when i was before coming to canada when i was in brazil my last month there um my one of my best friend's father is a uh, personal training so yeah my my parents um they they tell they told me to do some exercise with him and uh, he's also my father's training so we have like good relationship. So before coming to Canada, he taught me a lot of things so I could exercise myself here without, um, you know, harming myself, mm. without any, anything can happen. So it was very good. And when I went back to Brazil as well for holidays, I was training with my friend and also his father, which is personal training. So I learned everything, not, not everything, but I learned a lot. And it's very good if you, I mean, if you don't know, if you don't know nothing, I think it's very good you'd be surrounding people that know and don't and always ask people that you see that they know what they're doing. Always ask. As as he said, I was surrounded by Moritz, Moritz, Charles mm -hmm. Moritz. This is one of the wonderful persons I've uh, met. Moritz uh, Richter, who we've also had on the, the podcast, podcast before, German, talking about Deutsch, Deutsch education. Yeah. And then, yeah, it motivates me. So yeah, my routine. Um, I try to practice soccer at least twice a week. And um, I'll try to go to the weight room at least five five times a week. This is the maximum that I go. And uh, yeah, I always try to eat healthy and uh, do some exercises and always always playing soccer. And uh, yeah, as I said, like having a personal training or having someone that knows what they're doing, is, it's one of the best things surrounding people that they know what they're doing. So. You just don't go there in the gym and just do whatever you want. It doesn't work like that. You, yeah. you got to have like a routine, a schedule. That's right. I think, I think it's, it's very important. And there, there's new 
new new faces in the school which I'm trying to help there and it's very happy to see new people going to the gym and trying to help them it's yeah, very it, important it is it's a pleasure to see and I'm it can glad be dangerous right for sure and it's a, it's a really good point that safety is is a, a component here because you can train light for years and years and years and as long as you avoid injury you're going mm-hmm. to see improvements but it's that that person who's either doing an incorrect movement or is pushing themselves mm-hmm. too hard you have to take that six weeks off for one of those injuries and then mm-hmm. you know that can recur and recur and recur and it really sets you back so that kind of slow steady approach is really important the other thing is understanding how exercise technique is related to your goals and i'm happy we've got yash and, and pedro sitting here because you two have you've approached fitness in the same way but with very different goals mm-hmm. pedro you're training for football primarily yeah. which means you're training largely your cardiovascular system, Mm -hmm. right? Like you don't want to have a lot of weight on your body. You want to be able to move quick for a long period of time, right? Sprints and and we know that footballers in a match will regularly run somewhere between 10 and 15 kilometers, which is quite something. Yash, you're playing a a, a much more, I think, a sport that involves much more physical encounter uh, in rugby, though we understand that football is also a very physical sport. And you're also training as as a bodybuilder, unless I'm mistaken. No, yes, I am training as a bodybuilder. So how would, in your mind, how would your workouts differ from somebody who's training to be a football or soccer player? Would you want me to be uh, make it clear from scientifically? If you don't mind. Okay, I got you. Um, so Pedro basically trained his cardiovascular system, as you said, which is like the energy source that make for the make for energy for the cardiovascular system is different than someone who's like muscular mm. it's like we all have the same energy system which is that that's called atppc is what he needs more and glycosis but for me and as a bodybuilder and also a rugby player in rugby i know we are running we are running, but basically we are tackling people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need to have that energy to tackle people. Yeah. So it's like kind of different in levels. He has to run, as you said, 10 to 15 kilometers in a game. And I need to be on the field at 80, mini- 80 minutes. And yes, we are running, but more than a run, we are doing the tackling against each other. Mm-hmm. We get tackled and we tackle the people. And it's a different, complete different thing. And I'm also training as a bodybuilder. And I'm only focused on my muscle mass than my cardiovascular system. Of course, I'm doing cardio for the, for the running part of the rugby. But I basically take high protein intake. I'm a vegetarian. I need, I need to mention that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm only using milk and cheese. I'm not even eating an egg. Yeah, but I'm trying my best to have as much as protein I can for a day. And Let me interrupt for a second. Can, yeah. you, can you tell us, as a vegetarian, one of the big um, concerns for, for a lot of vegetarians, myself included, is protein intake. Because yeah. most, I guess the traditional Western diet, most people are getting their protein from uh, meats, chicken, fish, etc., uh, and you're not even e- eating eggs, which yeah. we know for a lot of vegetarians is the sort of saving grace. You get nine grams of protein per egg. It can be a big help. You're not doing that. So how are you getting your protein? 
the main source of my protein is one of these like protein shakes and also I am eating kidney beans tofu um nuts like cashew peanuts and and also they're like healthy fat mm-hmm. that's completely different than if i'm right saturated fats uh, fats um yeah nuts and also from broccoli and like vegetable stuffs just just i'm trying my very best my mom once a month my mom take me to costco with her just to buy protein we're just buying protein on that day mm-hmm. protein powder and all the protein sources that i can have in my life like those beans stuff yeah it's 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 difficult it's it's difficult it's hard to get those protein in but everything is not easy in your life it's everything is hard you study hard and then you get good result if you as as mark said if you train hard you can run hard if you train hard you can play soccer hard as same goes with me if i do something if i'm doing something hard i'm getting good results yeah yeah so it's not, it's perhaps the most obvious advice we can give but there's just no getting around it yeah right like finding ways to motivate yourself to work hard is a very interesting and difficult question but there's no one in professional sports who hasn't worked ridiculously hard like worked so hard that it would be difficult for us to comprehend it would it would surprise you right like people look at ronaldo and and they say like i i think a lot of people think that there's a lot of luck involved there or you know it's it's a genetic thing or he had the opportunities like people need to understand what that fella did to get to where he's at in terms of speed and technique right like it's it's a, an almost like it's a heroic effort that yeah. that people like that but like michael jordan's effort level from the time he was a very very young person there's famous stories about him like staying up 3 a.m. 4 a.m. like keeping his parents awake in the middle of the night shooting hoops on the driveway and i think i think they even do this in at the beginning of space jam but there's stories about like his dad coming out and being like what are you doing like like you're keeping your mother awake like get get back inside and he says uh, i'm trying to dad but i have to hit 50 shots in a row then i'll go to bed like i i want to i want to obey you i want to mm-hmm. go inside i don't want to keep mom up but i have to hit 50 shots in a row and this is like a a 9 year old or a 10 year old doing this right so yeah, that exactly. level is is something i think that it's maybe one of the reasons why we love sports and watch it the way that we do but it's certainly something that needs to be appreciated by everyone who has goals like yours yeah mr helsby i i have one thing it's it's as you said like a lot of people think they're lucky in the world it's not being lucky it's trying hard enough and it's putting your 100% very best for your goals mm. it's not being lucky yeah no there is no lucky involved here and that's that's very empowering for a lot of people right because not everyone's lucky but everyone can work hard everyone can work hard yeah you can work hard don't say don't say oh i'm unlucky oh, i get don't say to your friends and oh i got 70% in my exam i'm unlucky and or go don't say i lost the game i'm unlucky it's not being unlucky it, it just you didn't push yourself hard enough to get those higher grades get those games win mm. absolutely um mark i want to come back to you yep. there is obviously a, a dedication and an effort level required to to improve in any aspect of our lives 
But then I, I worry about the young person who hears Yash saying that and is like, yeah, I'm going to go work hard. And then they go to the gym and they just bang out like a hundred yeah. bicep curls. You know what I mean? Or, or they, they, they start, we, we call it like bro lifting, right? But um, I worry about the, these people or, you know, and I was like this when I was in high school, all I knew about was like bench press, mm. bicep curl, maybe a squat. I wasn't thinking in a very sophisticated way about how to train. And so we've talked about a little bit about the difference between building big muscles versus building a cardiovascular system. We know protein is key for recovery no matter what you're doing. If you're, if you're micro tearing your muscles through workouts, you have to get protein. But Mark, you're training for um, explosive speed, yep. right? Which is different from cardiovascular endurance and different from the type of muscular power yep. that, that Yash is training for. So in the weight room, Yes, we need to be working hard, or when we're, we're practicing our sport, we need to be working hard. But talk to us about what we can do to work smart in those settings towards those specific types of athletic goals. Well, um, first thing, when you go to a gym and you start training, you, you basically target the big muscle groups, right? The main muscle groups. So before that, what I do in the gym is I usually start with a very good warm-up, like 40 minutes of stretching and then I use resistance bands and the TRT band for activation yeah so because I have I have problems activating my glutes and hamstrings you're not alone okay I'm yeah. very glad I, and we, we have a, a almost an epidemic of mm. uh, what, what do you want to call them quiet shut down glutes mm. right like we sit so much in this yeah. culture we, we sit when we're at home and then we get in our car or on the bus and we sit on our way to work and then we get to work and we sit at work and then we go to lunch and we sit at the restaurant mm. and the adaptive shortening and the hip flexors and the the slow not not death but like the inability to activate glute glute maximus glute medius and glute minimus um is a, is a real chronic problem in our society so activating those before you work out yeah. key sorry because, to interrupt yeah, Continue. because like if you don't activate those specific uh, any muscle group right and you just let's say you're doing a squat so squat targets the quads hamstrings and the glutes so if you don't have your glutes activated you're not going to feel it, but you're going to put extra load on your lower back and your hamstring, which is not going to help you. You're going to actually tear a muscle or That's something. That's what happened to me. I, uh, I was in a race and I tore. I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't say I tore it, but it popped. Mm. So it was horrifying. I bet. Yeah, it was a horrendous experience. I was out for 21 days. And I was keeping count because every day was dreadful. Mm. Uh, I used to show up to training and everybody would be training, right? My, 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 my buddy would be training and he went far ahead of me. So I was pissed because yeah. he went away. I mean, that says a lot mm. in and of itself, just that each day was, you said, was dreadful. Yeah. Right. That's, that's what training and sport can mean to somebody. Right. So, um, Pedro, you want to jump in here? Yeah. Same, same kind of question, but like, how do you work out smart? What kind of advice would you give? Think about the young guys who are, who are coming into to Braemar, the young, mm -hmm. you know, uh, young ladies, young men who don't have as much experience as you in the weight room. If you see someone getting in there, they don't do a warm up; they just start mm. pumping out, you know, the, their their max bench press. Yep. What kind of advice would you give them? There's a lot of people that go to the gym and they they just don't focus in one muscle, like at least twice muscle, uh, twice times, like twice muscle in the day. They work every single body muscle and like they train legs they train shoulders they train chest they train biceps everything the same day and i'll say that it doesn't work like that because mm. uh, if you want to focus i think you have to have a schedule um 
my schedule would be like chest and triceps, back and biceps, uh, legs and shoulders. That's that's what I do, because uh, you focus on 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 the muscle, which I think it, it helps you to grow. Yeah, uh, and not focus on everything at the same time. True. I think it, now this is if you're looking for muscle growth. Yeah. Right. Um, there, there is obviously a place for functional training, mm-hmm. and I know like each of you does do movements that are encouraged in your sport. So as a soccer player, you, you definitely want to be able to change yeah. direction quite quickly, mm-hmm. right? And we see that in soccer training, there's a lot of sprint out five yards, hard stop, turn around, sprint back. Yeah, I kind of have like one of my best friends here right now. He's only training biceps when he goes there. And <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, you, you should train with me at least. Do some uh, back and biceps together. Don't do don't do only biceps all the time. Yeah. And then um, and that's that's the reason a lot of people they quit because they see oh I'm not having a progress I'm not having I'm not developing the way that I want to, and they just say oh uh, it's it's my genetic I can't do it. Yeah. And uh, I think probably that's why they they gotta have a schedule they gotta. That's why I think having a personal training as um, had Mr. Olson, Mr. Olson taught you a lot of things, right? And it's 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 amazing talking to you, talking to Mr. Olson, people in school, like talking to people that they know what they're doing. It's it's one of the best options if you if you yeah. if you can't afford certain things such as a personal training. Yes, yeah, like even if you can't at this point in 2023, there's so many resources apps. online, right? Yeah. yeah, there's so many ways that you can help yourself for free. There's apps all the time. I have like uh, many that, apps on my phone that yeah. says. What's oh, been the best for you? What do you mean? What apps have? Would you recommend? No, I don't use it. I just I just looked all the time, like because okay. there's like advertisement and stuff, but I, I I don't use it. But I have my own schedule because I had a personal training back in time. But yeah, like uh, yesterday I saw a guy in the gym. He was training uh, legs, then shoulders, and then back. I was like, I I came to him and said. Look, if you want, I can make a schedule for you or something because um, I want you to improve. And mm-hmm. I said, like, if you work every single muscle, I think it's not, you're not going to have the same improvement as you wish. And I think the, the big point to take away from, from all that is the insistence on recovery, right? A lot of people think that um, physical fitness is achieved through just constant effort, lifting big, heavy things, putting them back down, lifting them again, sprinting every single day or whatever. But the best athletes also keep their sleep sacred and they mm-hmm. really, really prize a bunch of different recovery techniques. Yeah. Stretching, especially after activity is key. Um, you know, refueling through proper nutrition. I'm Not sure like- Mr. Olson has probably conveyed this to you, but like one of the best things that a person can do for themselves is go to sleep at the same time every day and wake up at the same time. Yeah, so I just asked, like, I wanna talk to these teenagers because I, I am a teenager. I know how it works. Yeah. Don't scroll through TikTok mm. until 4 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> okay, but how? Because it, it's happening to a lot Dopamine of people. Okay, so let's, right? let's go into this right now, right? Every time you scroll through a new page on TikTok or Instagram or whatever you're doing on social media, you get, uh, we know this, a little bit of a dopamine kick. Mm. And the people who designed these social media platforms did that on purpose, right? They're in the same way, they're using the same techniques that are used in casinos to get people addicted to gambling, right? Same thing with your social media, you're getting addicted to the likes, you're getting addicted to the, the stimulation of that context switching. So we know that it's bad for you, right? We know staying up till 4 a.m. looking at the blue light on your phone is, is, is a terrible thing to do for your health, but so many people do it anyway. So let's go one step further, Yash. 
You said don't do it. How? How do we avoid it? First, focus on a goal. Like that's the first thing you need to do. Think about one thing that you need to achieve a year from now. Uh, from now. Think about a thing that you need to achieve April 2024. Mm. And keep that thing in your mind. Like just get that thing into your blood. And what can you do to keep your goal in mind? Focus on the goal. Work for the goal. Think about how I'm going to achieve this goal. What I need to do to uh, work for this goal. Get into your dream university can be one of your goals. What do you need to do for the university get into your dream university? You need to work hard. You need to study hard. You need to get higher grades. Getting six packs. This is a simple things. Getting six pack from here from now is one of your goals. Think about it. You need to get a good sleep. You need to get a good nutrition. You need to get a good training. Good training means as you said not lifting heavy. You go to gym if you don't know anything. And I'm suggesting this uh, this YouTube channel. Um, it can be a really helpful if you don't know anything because I I never had a personal trainer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, wanted, I wanted to ask you how you got your knowledge. Yeah, I was my personal trainer, to be honest. Like I went on Google, lots of researches. I read forty pages PDFs about nutrition stuffs. I went on YouTube, watched these lots of videos, lots of videos. And I want, uh, like, out of those old YouTube channel, I want to suggest this YouTube channel. If you don't know anything about fitness, go on this YouTube channel and check it out. It's a great place. And that's called Jeff Nippard. Oh, yeah. He's from Toronto. He's a bodybuilder from Toronto. And I. he's a scientific-based video maker. So his, his, um, uh, his advices are based on science. And he's proving it. So go on that YouTube channel and check it out. It, it would be great. That's, that's Jeff Nippard. We'll, we'll put a, a link to his work um, at the bottom of this, this podcast summary. Yes. Uh, please do it because uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to help a lot of people out awesome. there. Yeah. And back into my th uh, topic, it's about get rid of social media scrolling through the f until like 4 a.m. It's... Um, I know you work hard. You have lots of amount, lot of work to do in, in in school, but I also know if you go on your settings and check your screen time, your screen time is definitely six hours plus. It's crazy. It is crazy. I remember talking to you like a month ago, saying that I was deleting some apps because I was spending so much time and like not doing my works, things that I'm supposed to do, spending so much time. It's so weird, because eh? like. We don't want to, right? Like, I know you didn't want to spend that much time on your apps, right? If we had a choice, if I had a choice, I would say I want to be on my phone less than two hours a day. What I did, I deleted the app. I stayed just like for a week, but I couldn't, I couldn't keep. I, th I think that's a powerful piece of advice, though. Like uh, a lot of experts in habit building will talk about like you got to build an environment that is conducive to the goals that you're mm -hmm. setting. So like if you want to wake up early in the morning and you struggle, don't put your alarm clock right next to your pillow where it's going to you're, you're going to be able to hit it and then go back to sleep. Right. Put your alarm clock on the far side of the room so you actually have to get up first. If you're having trouble not going to a specific social media site or a specific phone app, get that phone app off your phone right because i set myself as a at least a week without it and let's see how it goes mm. but like i came back i i downloaded the app again but um i'm trying to quit 
like some social media apps such as TikTok, as you said, uh, trying to use a little bit less as Instagram. But there's like, I just, we, we can't remove like WhatsApp, like those things that we communicate with people or things that we use in daily life. Yeah. It's technology is here. Like it's not something that we can avoid. True. True. We need to integrate it healthily. And as we just mentioned with Jeff Nippard and, and other resources that really help us, it's a double-edged sword, as we say, right? There's pros and cons. The the wealth of information and access to really, really smart, motivating people online has never been stronger, right? And we, we can benefit from that endlessly. The distractions, the temptations, the toxicity that's available online is also unprecedented, and we can be damaged by it in unprecedented mm-hmm. ways. So we need to be really, really mindful, I think, of, of the pros and cons of that world. Yeah. Uh, fire, fire away, Yash. Uh, so... <clears throat> if you're struggling to get rid of some apps, mm-hmm. this is a great way to do that. I'm suggesting this app. Download this app into your phone and make the schedule. And this app will block your notifications from the specific apps you wanted to block. And this app will block you to enter into the app for until your schedule ended. What's it called? It's called Opal. You're going to pay, that? right? It's not gonna pay. It's a free, no, it's free, free app. It's a free app. Like, it's oh, a free app. O P A L. Uh, o P A L. And I'm using it, uh, and it's always started at 9 a.m. in the morning, until 3 until until 11:40, which is my lunch time, and 11:40 to 12:40, it's, it's free again, and 12:40 to 3:15 again, it's open, and from 12 a.m. to 8 a.m., it's again starting which is my sleeping time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is a great app. Use that app. So it's, it's really good advice. Yeah. It honestly, it, it's the kind of thing that I would expect like a 35, 40, 45 year old, like tech CEO entrepreneur to be doing in their yeah. life. Yeah. But for, for a young guy like yourself to be doing it is, is pretty impressive. I'm so proud to say this here. I do not use TikTok. I do not use Snapchat. Whoa. I do not use those things. <laughs> I am using Instagram to communicate with people. I'm using WhatsApp to communicate with my family because they are Sri Lankans and they use WhatsApp there. And I do not have Twitter. I do not have any of those kind of like social media stuff that affect me with my personal life. Yeah. Who, who knew years ago that we'd be saying, we'd, we'd have to be saying yeah. that with such pride, right? That I don't use a cell phone app when the extreme majority does. And it, social media isn't the only force in our lives that's, that's sort of stealing attention and I think stealing motivation and contributing to, to negative lifestyles. There's, there's lots going on. But I think of, in my own personal experience, and I've grown up with athletes and on teams and with coaches. My dad's a, a really big sportsman. I get to you know, hang out and teach, you know, wonderful athletes and guys like you. Um, Athletics is often framed as something that's going to be good for our bodies. It's going to be good for our physical lives. We don't often frame it as being good for a whole bunch of other stuff in our lives too. And I'm not going to do too much to define that because I, I want to get your personal experiences, your impressions off the track, off the rugby pitch, off the soccer field. What is your physical fitness life? What is your athletic life doing for you intellectually, emotionally, 
socially, in terms of your value system, et cetera. Mark, how, how, how has track and, and training changed you as a person? I think in sport, for all of us, the, we, have, we have stress. Uh, example, we set goals for ourselves and we don't reach them. Uh, nobody is asking you to reach them, right? But it's just your personal goals. So if you don't meet that, you get mentally drained. You're not motivated to do it. You doubt yourself. Should I do this or not? Mm. And again, consistency is key. Because like it takes years. Might not happen in like months, but it definitely will take years. So for me personally, um, my first ever race I ran in Canada. Gosh, I came last. Like the whole, the other seven guys were so far ahead. At that point, I was like, I'm, like, do I even belong in this thing, right? Because it, it, they made me look like I was walking down the track. Mm. So I remember going that night. I wasn't able to sleep, so I texted my teammate. I told him, "Hey, I can't let this happen again." And he said, "It's gonna happen again. Uh, you just have to work harder." and learn how to accept your losses. And I don't, I didn't take that loss easily. Uh, my first ever race, I wanted to make an impression, but I failed terribly. So, and then from that point, I tried to do everything in order to win the next time. And yeah, I would say I won. Because yeah, I may, I may not have come first in the overall event, but in my heat or my thing, I came, so I was happy. Yeah. Is there a difference between stress and, and pressure? Pretty much, okay. pretty much. Uh, I would say stress is, uh, I don't know how you would describe it, but for me, pressure is external. Stress is internal, for me. Cool because, yeah. because uh, stress for me is, gosh, I don't like stress, nobody does. No. <laughs> but I just try my best to avoid it. Uh, pressure. When like your team is watching, you have uh, like a few people from school spectating me. Gosh, that's a lot of pressure for me. I don't want to lose in front of my people, you know. Yeah. So, so I try my best not to lose. It reminds me, like we just did the model academic conference here at Braemar last week, and we had six or seven students step up and and deliver academic papers, mm. presentations to everybody else in the school, to like hundreds of other students. People talk about um, like studies showing that the average person is more scared of public speaking than they are of death, yeah. which is kind of crazy to think about. But anyone who's ever performed in front of a, a large group of people, especially if those people are close to you, knows what that, that very special kind of pressure feels like. And I think it's important to go through it. I, I feel like those that don't have the chance or, or who resist the opportunity to go through it really miss something important in life. But those are some beautiful lessons that you've learned, Mark, and thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Pedro, outside of your prowess on the on the football pitch, outside of the, the six-pack and the muscles and all that, what sort of benefits and changes is uh, physical fitness bringing to your the other parts of your life? I think it's definitely um, improving my, my mentality because uh, I remember, as you were saying about presentation and stuff, in the beginning of Brema, I was I was so so nervous in each each presentation I was doing. I was like, "Oh my gosh, I can't do it!" As you said, people are more afraid to do presentation than die. Like, it's, maybe it's this is what I was feeling. I was like so nervous, 
we everybody feels nervous but this is i think is the hardest is things that we have to go through so we can learn things from it as uh it's my first podcast i was kind of nervous in the beginning and now i'm good because it's it's lessons that we we learn because i want to mention the story of myself because when i was young i kind of gave up on trying to be in professional soccer because um i was i was kind of young i had to wake up every single day like at eight because i studied in the afternoon and then like i was like 11 12 13 somewhere i played like for five years in this academy and then i decided to give up because uh in the tournaments and stuff i wasn't scoring i wasn't performing the way that i wanted to and i i said and then i was like i was kind of skinny i was like yeah a lot of faults on me i was like oh my gosh i don't want to play this anymore I, i'm not even good for it and in my family they were like oh you're so good we we every time we see you playing you're one of the best in the pitch why are you gonna give up on that i was like no no it's not for me it's not for me and i i gave up like i wish i could come back and pass and like just just don't give up on it because i'm here to tell you i could i could be like a great maybe a professional but there's a lot of competition in brazil and i'm trying now i have a goal to play in um in a varsity team because i want to play whether college or university i want to play soccer so that's why i'm one of my motivations that i'm doing as i'm as mark saying he lost his first race didn't give up and now he's he's the best if you see his, his statistics i've seen a, a video of him and he is he's the best the, yeah. <laughs> he's gonna be on the olympic games yeah for sure very cool so just like as we said with with presentations and public speaking you have noticed and i have noticed a real change in self-confidence yeah. and and the ability to advocate for yourself and now the ability to advocate for others and help others in the same way mm-hmm it's everything. I mean, it's it's beautiful to see. Yeah, she were in a, a similar situation athletically. I think a couple of years ago, as you said, you looked in the mirror and you didn't like what you saw. Right? You 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 didn't have a lot of love for yourself. And so, in the process of earning that love for yourself and changing into the the, the man that you wanted to be, um, which is now on display for everybody to see. What have you gained that has surprised you, or be, be, besides just the change in, in your body shape and your ability to play play rugby and cricket? One thing that changed me was discipline, as Mark said, because I, I had temper issues. Mm. When I was a kid, I had temper issues. When I was in Sri Lanka, my mom had to come to school at least twice a year because I had a fight. Mm. When I was 12, I beat this kid and he got hospitalized. That wasn't the best thing. That was horrible, sad to think about. And I'm ashamed of myself that I did that in the past. But as I said in the beginning of the podcast, past is faded away. Mm-hmm. We're not living in the past. And now, Look at me, I'm a cool guy. I don't have temperatures at all. You are, it's, it's surprising to hear. I think for all of us who know yeah. you, it's surprising to hear that you did have some anger to, yeah. to work through because... I'm surprised because he's always put his smile on his face yeah. since yeah. I know him from last year. Yeah, yeah, I mean like lifting makes my temperatures gone. Like mm. it's faded because when you, when you get used to bear that weight and go for that reps, that kept my mind calm during that mm-hmm. set. I'm focused on a one thing. I'm focusing push this weight until I'm done my set. 
and I'm focusing on my specific muscle group that I'm training. It can be chest, it can be bicep, it can be tricep, whatever it is, that helps me to keep my mind in you know, one thing. So no matter how hard my mind changes, in, in anything, in anything, even when I'm studying or when I'm doing something, 10 people can talk to me, but I have one concentrate in my in the, the thing that I am doing. When I'm studying, I'm concentrating it. I'm talking to people, of course, I'm talking to different, I can be talking to different people, but in deep mind, I'm studying. It's like a one thing. And then the other thing was confident. Go up to a person and talk to them was one of the major thing I achieved in my life from the these athletic things because gym is a community you know like you go to the gym same gym for a while and you get to know everyone yeah. mm-hmm. there and when they you enter the gym from the boy or the girl in the front desk to the person in the far end of the gym you know everyone and say hi hey what's up how are you doing man what are you hitting today blah 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 and that gives me confidence to go up to a random stranger and talk about life. I can go up to a person in the, in the college street right now and then talk for another hour. That 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 just gave me from lifting, mm-hmm. from like this being athletic. And yes, Pedro mentioned consistency a little bit and Mark mentioned about consistency a little bit. Do not, not, not to give up on thing. I want to bring this amazing story. The greatest cricketer of all time Indian history. He first made his debut for the Indian cricket team when he was 17 years old. Such a young age. At the my at my age he played for the Indian team. And when he first went to the field for his first test match, he got out. He got out means he he got out means like he had to come back to the stadium. Zero. Right. He didn't he didn't score at all. It was a zero. And just for those who aren't so f- familiar with cricket, you would expect the average batter to score somewhere between 30 and 50 runs? Uh, 25 and to 50 runs okay. if, if he's a good batter. You, you can be like score 17, 16, 18. It and depends on the day. Like extraordinary would mm. be the century. Right? Extraordinary yeah, one, would be the century, yeah. 100. Yeah, zero. Zero was like, that's a no. So he came back to the men's changing room his his team changing room and he locked himself into the washroom and he cried it's okay to cry men's out there it's okay to cry yeah. if you're feeling bad it's okay to cry and he said to himself this level of cricket is not for me and in a test game like you need to bat again same in like baseball i mm-hmm. think you need to bat again and then he went again to the pitch in the next i think like next next day and then he did not look at the scoreboard he looked at the clock and he gave himself a goal i am gonna bat another 30 minutes i'm gonna stay on the field for another 30 minutes i'm not gonna think about my score i'm not gonna think about team score i'm gonna stay another 30 minutes in the field and he batted he batted 30 minutes he survived 30 minutes against those who were the greatest bowlers in the cricket history, which is like 30 years old, 25 years old, 35 years old, well-experienced. Against those well-experienced bowlers, this young man at the age of 17, he survived for another 30 minutes. 
And end of the 30 minute, he said to himself, I'm gonna play another 30 minutes. And he played another 30 minutes. Somehow he managed to bat a day on the pitch, mm. a day. That means seven hours on the pitch. And he scored a century, an extraordinary mark. Mm. At the age of 17, against those powerful, well-experienced bowlers, he managed to score a century at the age of 17. And from that day onward, he said consistency is the key. If you've been on the team, if you keep doing the thing that you're doing, he stayed on the pitch. That, that's, that's what consistency. So if you've been consistent, you can win. And he ended up as the greatest, history, greatest cricketer in the cricket history. It, it, to bring it back to a few things we've mentioned earlier in this episode, one, it sounds like in, in that first match, when he came back from the change room, he made a, a promise to himself to stay in the moment, right? We talked about staying present. Stay in the moment, exactly. Said, for this 30 minutes, right? For this one chunk at a time, right? I'm, I'm going to go to class, and for this 20-minute period, I am going to be locked in and focused, right? Let's just fo- let's take it minute by minute. And the other thing, when we talked about push and pull motivations, just seeing your face and listening to your tone while you describe this great icon of, of this sport that you love, you can tell how he has motivated you. Right. It's been a great motivation so far because at that story keep it was in my mind since the beginning of my journey consistency the first step is the hardest step mm. if you take that first step the second step gonna be easy and then yeah. they, from now on you're just going if you go to gym you do the, you take those first month with the muscle soreness and stuff if you if you can bear that soreness for the first month, from the second month onward, it's it, the gym is going to be your daily routine. So so you somehow ended up finding time for the gym. What you said reminds me of uh, absolutely one of my all-time favorite shows, uh, BoJack Horseman. I don't know if any of you guys are familiar with it. Um, very, very serious show about a an actor who has kind of lost himself. He, he doesn't recognize himself in the mirror. He doesn't like his values. He doesn't he doesn't feel purpose in life. And so it's basically, it's like six or seven seasons of him trying to identify routes to purpose, right? Living a good life um, and failing over and over again. But there, there's moments of inspiration in it. One of which is throughout the seasons, you, you'll see just in like the corner of the screen or anytime he's in his living room, there's a window in the living room. And you'll see this, this character who's like a 60 or 70 year old older man running slowly up the hill in his front yard right yeah. or outside his front yard and he's, you see him maybe 20 times over the course of the seasons but the, the he's never in an episode right you never speak to him you just see him in the background and then there's a moment late in the i think fourth or fifth season where bojack is trying to get physically fit as a way to change his life and you see him running and they've got the rocky music playing in the background and you know it's all very inspirational until they zoom out and you realize that he's about 10 steps up this hill and then he basically crumples over and falls down and lays on the ground oh it's too hard i can't do it and the monkey this this 60 70 year old man they're all animals in this show but this this man comes up to him and he, he kind of blocks out the sun over him and stands over him and all he says to him is it gets easier so it's it's the only thing he says in in like six or seven seasons of the show it gets easier and i think when it comes to motivating someone who's maybe not pleased with it with themselves they don't like what they see in the mirror they're on the couch they're at zero tomorrow it will be easier 
right? Start today and tomorrow will be easier. A week from now, it's going to be simpler. 21 days from now, you're not going to have to motivate yourself nearly as much. A year from now, it's going to be happening automatically for you, right? Like for, for all of us together here, I think we can say unanimously, I don't choose to exercise anymore, right? It's just a part of my life, mm. right? It just, it, I, I, if I go two days without a run, my body starts complaining to me, right? It's like, hey, dude, we need a salad, we need a good sleep, and we need to get out for a run tomorrow or else, right? Like my nervous system is going to start, I'm going to start being less kind to people, right? I'm not going to be able to focus at work as much. I'm not going to be a good partner to, to people at home. I'm not going to be a good brother or a good son. Like it, it affects everything. And it just takes like, get back on that horse, right? It's going to get easier. It feel guilty when you're not doing mm -hmm. it for days. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I for feel real. guilty. Mm -hmm. When I skip gym for three days, I feel guilty. Uh, my muscles, my, I'm, I'm feeling that losing weak. in my... Yeah, if feel, weak. Feeling weakness, feeling mental, broke down, feeling those, you know, like totally. shaky stuff in the mind. I feel yeah. guilty about myself. Oh, now, you, and then my, my brain keeps saying to me, like, you gotta do this come on it's it's been three days we trained last time you no, you're not gonna take another day off come on you gotta do it yeah no matter you start, you start feeling about it the way that uh people on the other end of the spectrum feel about like exactly. like missing out on social media or you know missing out on whatever the behaviors are that are, are holding them back exactly. you get addicted and, exactly. and addicted in, the, in in a really positive and healthy way um we're, we're wrapping this up we've been talking quite a bit about a range of different uh ways in which physical fitness informs our lives and, and is such a benefit to us. I just want to give you guys the space and the time to deliver any sort of message or sentiment you may have to those out there, whatever stage they're at in their, their personal fitness journey, maybe some, some encouragement or some, some wisdom that you can share before we get out of here. Pedro, we'll start with you. No, I'll say that it's never too late to start exercising. Uh, keep, keep focus, keep doing what you want. Consistency is key. And I wanted to say thank you to Bremer and Mr. Housebeat that provides us a partnership with uh, University Settlement, which provides us a swimming pool, gymnasium, a weight room, which is essential for for type of people like Mark and I, which goes yeah. there basically every single day. Yeah, we, we were lucky to have uh, Long Fam, Kate Mossop, and uh, Martha Nguyen on the podcast a couple months ago. They're the, the coordinators at, at yeah. uh, University Settlement Community Center. And as you said, essential. Right, the yeah. services they provide us, the facilities they provide us, absolutely. Essential. I know if Yash got a chance to go there. I know. Yeah. No, I would love to be there at least one it's, time. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah, very nice. So consistency, and it's never too late. Mm -hmm. Love it. Mark, what do you got for the folks at home? Oh, man, I have so many, but I'll just say, just do what you want to do. Like, just find your why, because without a why, you can't do it. Because that's why is going to motivate you. So have a goal, and talk to people when I say people don't talk to your random friends or your regular friends talk to people associated with the goal and so they help you get to the goal that's all I love it a, a person yeah. with a why can live with almost any how yeah Friedrich Nietzsche there you go and as you said surround yourself with with like-minded people who share your values and are mm -hmm. going to encourage you along the way keep finding a comfortable seat until you find a comfortable seat if you know what I mean. Elaborate a little bit. In every way. Keep finding a comfortable seat means keep finding a comfortable job that you actually love mm -hmm. until you 
find that, keep finding it. No one's going to complain that. Until you find your comfortable job, keep finding it, keep doing it. And education sector, if you want to be a doc, if your parents push you to be a doctor, I'm not saying don't do that. Can't do do it, do it, do it because your parents pushing you. But after you become a doctor, try to find a place, try to find 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 a part that actually makes you happy. And same goes to with the teenage relationship stuffs. Keep find a person that you actually want to be with. Mm. I know we all make mistakes as a teenagers. We make mistakes. It's okay to make mistakes. Keep that thing in your mind. It's okay to make mistakes. But if you make the same mistake twice, that's a problem. You got mm-hmm. a problem there. Mm-hmm. So make sure you make sure you make mistakes, but do not do it twice. Yeah. Do it once, and learn it from that mistakes. And don't not do not do it again in your life ever, ever. You made the mistakes once, and you learn it from that mistake. You learn it from that mistake, and not ever. Do not do, you're not gonna do that ever again. And that's the one thing I want to tell for the older teenagers out there. And and if I uh, talk talk about the physical and mental stuffs, like physically, as Pedro said. It's not late too late to start workout. ATL, I, I have a gym friend called Will Wonderful. His his name is Will, but we call him as Will Wonderful. 80, I, I think he's closer to 80. Wow. Somewhere around there, 75, 80. I'm not sure what exactly, but he's, he's old. He still goes to gym. He work out, he talk to people, he's having fun with this. 17 years, 16 years old guys, 17 years, 16 years old, us, love that guy. I bet. Yeah. I met, I met him not too long ago. I met him like recently, but I already so much, like him so much because he's such a great man. And yeah, do it. Like, it's hard. Take the first step. You take the first step today. As soon as you done with this podcast, take that step. Go for it. You can make mistake, as I said, when you when you achieve your goal. But don't don't make it twice. Don't make that mistake happens twice. You learn that from mistake, and you go for it. You got this, guys. You got this. Come on. I love that. Yeah. Let's finish with that, folks out there. You got this. Start today. Right. Right. Again, it gets easier. Yep. All right. I'm not going to repeat all the wisdom we've given because that would take another hour, but. Really, really thankful to be joined by Pedro, Mark, and Yash. Thankful to be in a school and in a setting that Mm. encourages this type of lifestyle. And so proud and thankful to each of you for being guys who don't just do this for your own lives, but you do it for others. And and you've made the the social bubbles and the the, the networks that you're connected to healthier and more enjoyable places to be. So big thanks. Shout out to all of you. Pleasure. Hey, let's do it again sometime, yeah? Cheers, mate. All right. Good luck in the future. This has been another Braemar Life Skills Academy podcast. Looking forward to more great conversations like this to come. All the best till then.